0: Warning, this episode is cursed and also has foul language. Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. On each episode, we sit down with one of our friends and talk about something weird. This week, we're going behind the scenes of the damned. I'm so pretty. I'm proud of that one, by the way. I like that. I came up with that. Um, <laughs> movies that seem to have been cursed, is, there, is it their subject material, or do things just happen to go terribly wrong sometimes, slash all the times when you're talking about the devil? My name is Ashley, and this is my co-host, Lauren. Hey, weirdos. And today we are joined by our good friend, Christine. Hey. Hi. Hi, Christine. Hi, Austin. <laughs> Christine's an actor in Los Angeles. Surprise, surprise. What? If anyone's an shocked, actor in Los Angeles. Angeles. She's also my old roommate. She also used to live with Lauren. And she's the best. Yeah. And we brought her uh, on this specific episode (laughs) uh, because you did work on the horror movie Ouija. That's right. Yeah. I was a stand in for.
1: (laughs) Can freak out! So a there's a bug Gabby. in the
0: apartment, and Gabby is losing it. Okay, so you were a stand in on I was a stand in on the uh,
1: Ouija Origins of Evil. Oh,
0: shit! Um, I didn't know that! Yes. I thought it was Ouija! No! no I we no,
1: right. so um, excited. Yes. I, was like, I don't know if Ashley knows it's the movie. She uh, loves. Oh, Yeah, yeah no. Awesome. Origins of Evil, the prequel, which I am much um, prouder to say was a yeah. much better movie. <laughs> uh, sorry to fun all fun. original Ouija fans, but the prequel is ridiculously. Dope. Good. Yeah, go see it. So good. Um, so I was a stand-in for the lead girl
2: um Elise oh, okay. the
1: redhead. Yeah. Since I am Redhead, yeah. yes, that makes but sense. Dean has
2: beautiful red
1: hair listeners. Yeah. For those of you that <laughs> don't know the acting terminology, stand-in is basically I I work with the director and everyone all of the crew when the actor is not there. So when we yell cut it's then my turn to, like, take her spot. I'm around her height, her skin color, her hair color, mm-hmm. and I work with them to, like, set up lighting to, to do it or work through while she's either getting hair and makeup done or just taking a break uh, in general. So that's the role of the stand-in. So mm-hmm. I got to do that. It was awesome. It was, like, six weeks um, that we we filmed, and it was really, really cool. I, myself, am not a huge horror, yeah. horror movie fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just yeah. never got the idea of, Wanting to have a negative emotion <laughs> inflicted on you willingly? That's fair. That's um, fair. So I'm just, just like, like, I don't do get people, it, but it's fair. Yeah, why do people want to be I'd rather ride a roller coaster than see a scary yeah, movie. Same right. adrenaline rush, but like, you know, I'd rather that. Anyway. So yeah, but uh, working on this set, I was able to kind of see the breakdown and kind of the behind the scenes. And Mike Flanagan is the director and is... Genius! Watch all of his stuff. It's so good. He did like. Did he do Oc- yeah. he <gasps> did so Oculus? he like did Oculus,
2: which God was also. So- and
1: uh... he loves redheads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does redheads. Redhead. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, Who redheads wouldn't? are all he's in his movies. Who um, wouldn't? he likes Oculus. I mean, yeah, he did Oculus. He wrote and directed that. He did Hush. That was like recently oh, on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. The, no the lead reason. in that Kate is his uh, then girlfriend now wife, and they actually wrote wrote it together. It's brilliant concept he did before i wake which is actually it's not out yet i actually we should watch that i just got a D- canadian dvd version of it is to, that to support. based on a book Ooh, see i don't know it was actually... It sounds like a book
0: that I've read, was, I read a lot of books yeah. that are like mystery thrillers that are like
1: Before I Wake and like it's,
0: Before Dawn Breaks. Yeah. Like. yeah. It's so... It could so, just sound like so.
1: <laughs> it's with Thomas Jane and um, Ken Bosworth, and like it's actually Jacob Tremblay's first movie. This director, Mike, found Jacob Tremblay, and then after they, were, after they had shot Before I Wake, the... Producers or directors of Room were just like, hey, you just worked with this kid. He auditioned. Do you have any of his stuff?
0: And oh, the director, like,
1: created. And so, not that that's the only reason he got Room, but then he no, blew and up. it was amazing. And, and, and so, Room. yeah, the director was just like, we were doing it. But they just had the, the production company for Before I Wake went, like, bankrupt and, like, was going through all this stuff. So they haven't been able to release it. So it's been released in other countries, but not in America. Ah, so, hence, yeah. I got a Canadian DVD. But it's really, really good. It's just, I think it's about this kid who they, like, their child dies and then they adopt um, this boy, who's Jacob Tremblay, and he ends up having like whatever he dreams comes to life, and like comes to. It. So some of it's good, and then some of it starts turning really dark. So, um, but it's Sounds it's, fun. it's it's mine. <laughs> so it's 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 my client, and so it's genius. Um, and then he's also doing upcoming. I'm just. Mike, if you're listening, I'm doing yeah. all of your promoting. <laughs> you Mike, Mike's playing yeah. right again. This is wonderful. Uh, no, it, uh, he's doing um, uh, the Stephen King Gerald's game. They just filmed that. Oh, and that was with, yeah, uh, yeah. And then he's doing. So he's doing very well for him. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, he's but his big though. thing is he does like he loves horror films. So he's the one who's trying to like. When he found out that I didn't watch any, really, uh, he was just like, all right. He gave me, like, a really good list of, like, these are ones that, yeah, like... You like, could handle Yeah, because I was like, I think the thing I hate most about it is any ones that are, like, Saw, where it's, like, inflicting pain yeah, kind on of yeah. people or, like... I don't unnecessary. I, I actually yeah. don't. Yeah. And that's what he said. He was just like, person. no, I don't like that, too. And so he was like, I actually hated movies... I hated horror films growing up too, and in college it was like to get over the fear. I immersed myself in it, and then I fell in love. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so that's how he—that's uh, how he kind of went into it. But so everything he does is like so smart. Like with Luigi, it wasn't just about scare gags. It was like everything that was scary happened for a reason. It was like part of the story. Right. Yeah. So the story is just beautifully written. It's shot. The the uh, the DP Michael Feminari, is also amazing, and um, and they work to get they like. Always Mama with each other great. and always work together when they they can. Um, it was such a good movie, and yeah. So I was like it's super great. honored to be a part of it. It was like the cat, the cast was amazing. The crew was like the best crew I've ever worked with, and yeah. And I, I was able to see how they were able to like did make you get some to, of this yeah I was gonna happen. say did
0: you get to see any of the like uh the practical effects that they mm-hmm. use yeah I love like the first scene in the movie where did you ever watch the full movie oh, yeah, yeah okay yeah, absolutely okay. the the first scene in the movie where I'm not gonna give anything away for this movie because I really want you guys to watch it the but seance. um the seance scene mm-hmm. yeah where like the thing the candles are blowing
1: out and like things are floating mm-hmm. and all that stuff yeah like, I gotta watch it. it all happen yeah That's so beautiful. I gotta watch it all happen well and what's funny is again not giving anything away it's in the trailer but like it's tricks in the movie. Like, in the yeah. movie, it's her doing tricks. So yeah. it's, like, people... So it was, like, in that realm, um, like, you know, the Lulu young girl was, like, yeah. in that, that shelving unit that had the mirror that made it look like she was hidden. You right. know, right. And, like, or that the Annalise, the girl I stood in for, was there, like, Playing the ghost or the creepy, you know, the yeah. thing that screamed. But other than that, it was it was trick candles. It was things and things. But it was everything that the movie then yeah. already did. Right. So it was later in the movie that then we started doing our own practical stuff. Um. Or like you know some of the ghosts and ghouls and the. Yeah, that was pretty crazy to see. Like, uh, it's hard. not giving away. It's in the preview, but the part where she like crawls on the wall. Yeah, her working with like the little like at the time she had turned uh, her name is Lulu Wilson. She turned ten on the set, and she were, like crawling up against that and the stunts to do it with her that was always really really cool oh, or I got to cool. practice some of the stunts with the uh, uh, towards the ending all <laughs> the and stuff like that <laughs> um, no spoilers, no spoilers. Uh, I actually got a run through rehearsal with that while she was like finishing getting stuff and it was it was so like weird but you see it when they add all the like cgi yeah. and everything to it and it looks so cool that's one
0: okay. thing i miss about um horror movies because they don't do it anymore but they used to inception did it thank god even though i'm not a huge inception fan but what? um in the, like old the horror movies the box, turning the turning room. room yeah you put a room literally on a hinge and you can right. spin the room to make it look like some what they do it in poltergeist like they do it in Nightmare. Well, that's not yeah. that's not
1: what they did for this yeah i know that's what did they do like police um, yeah, yeah. Was, she was on like a contraption, which is great as well. Yeah, yeah I, I don't mind that. Not. I mean, it's she's also like, like she's CGI. also like fifty yeah. pounds, so it was like not a lot to hold yeah. her up.
0: Because um, uh, when you CGI it, it's like here's the thing: CGI is not quite advanced enough. Right. To make it look as real, fully because real. you have to look at like the gravity, like the shirt has to also be like hanging as if it's like right. on you right. know the ceiling. the yeah. The hair has to be, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. And when you fully CGI it, there's no depth to it that makes right. it look real. It's so yeah. when they when it's they, so they much do much a tiny room correctly. or pulleys, it's yeah, yeah, so just yeah, incredible. Yeah,
1: yeah. Love it. no, I love I love learning all of the like little tricks. Like one of the things that it's so simple and it's kind of silly, but it blew my mind was they were one of the night like shoots and they were shooting and they had some lights and they put lace over it. And the lace gave like the way the light came through. It gave like the creepy tree vibe. Oh, So like, just as it like was in, it was just a night shoot. So it was like one where she was sleeping and like it's woken up and they were just like, they put the lace over it. I was like, well, I never knew that I was <laughs> like that's what a lot
0: of this is. Like, right. just uh, some
1: lace. The effect of yeah. it. So. it makes
0: it. It definitely makes it a lot more interesting to watch a horror movie. after yeah. you know, like right. I love going back and watching all the Nightmare on Elm Streets because of the documentary really? uh, Never Sleep Again. Because in yeah. Never Sleep Again, they literally all show, all the show the the you scenes. how they created. Every special effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you can go back and watch it and be like, holy shit. Right. How brilliant do you have to be to think right. about this? Right. Right. Like absolutely. Make it that way. Yeah, yeah. So good. So before we get into our discussion on horror movies that mm-hmm. happen to be cursed, we do have some listener feedback mm, from nice. last week, or not last week, actually, the week before, at Crop Circles. Okay. Um, so Peter Lozano. ...from the podcast Very Special Television, which is hilarious, and you should all listen to it if you it haven't already. It things. is so funny. He emailed us about a, a documentary he saw like, ages ago, explaining how people made crop circles. And there's actually a very simple way to make a perfect circle, and I don't know why my dumb, stupid, idiot brain didn't think of it. (laughs) So, basically, you need a stake or uh, some kind of pole you can jam into the ground as your center point. Then you tie a length of rope to it and walk away from the pole holding the Mm -hmm. rope, measured out to be essentially your radius to the circle.
1: Then uh, then you, yeah,
0: then you use your wooden boards to press down, bend the stalks of corn, then all you have to do is flatten everything in the circumference of the circle that you've made. It's kind of like a giant, um, compass.
2: Yes. Like, in math, yeah. you yeah, put yeah. the
1: pencil down yep. and make the that's exactly yeah. what
0: it is. Well, um, what is
1: called? a uh, protractor. Oh. Is that what it is?
0: Yes. No. Or is no it a
1: compass? Is it
0: a... I thought the protractor Here's was the that thing. thing with, like, the little, like, the, moon shape the in it and a ruler. math class I took was in two thousand. Seven. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. That I do- was sooner
1: than the last math
0: class I took. I, g- I <laughs> genuinely, yeah, had <laughs> to look up radius and circumference and diameter because I couldn't remember which one was which. Yeah. Uh, so that explains away really simple yeah, crop circles. Um the more intricate ones and the ones that have seemingly popped up out of nowhere in a matter of an hour are still pretty out there and interesting. But it seems like you can make a convincing crop circle pretty easily over the course of one night. So, so Thanks, Peter. <laughs> we were all sitting there like how debunked. do people do it? How do people do it? it has perfect circle. Oh, it's, really, actually, it's really actually really easy. No, it's the simple, easiest so. thing in the world. Science I mean, I'm just can right? science, math. So that's our listener feedback before we get into the episode. Of course, we are going to go into our new segment, This, this Week in Weird...
1: Weird! I'm just jumping on this. Yeah, yeah. jump that's, on the train. Jump
0: that's, on the train. That's, that's what we like. That's what we like. See? Weird train. Come on, ride
2: it. Weird. Can <coughs> and ride it? Is. It is called a compass. <laughs> <laughs> the thing
1: with the pencil, sorry. Right, so, you get it. So, Lauren's smartest. the around. first story
0: in This Week in Weird is that it's called a compass, and Lauren was correct. That's um, our first news story. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> that's the weird part. <laughs> Lauren was right. <laughs> Lauren was right. Um, so, Shut I guess up.
0: we have to quickly touch on the fact that the supposed photograph of Amelia Earhart and her co pilot Fred Noonan yes. that the History Channel. Uh, Just uses the focal point of their show, Amelia Earhart, The Lost Evidence, turned out to be fake. What? Well the thing is the picture's not the thing, fake. You
1: spent ten years researching I know, was it just fake?
0: It wasn't fake. It's just that it wasn't taken after the supposed survived crash landing. It was actually taken almost two years before her oh. flight. So oh, two bro. yeah, so two bloggers Blummer. found the exact same photo dated nineteen thirty five in a Japanese coffee table book titled Naval Lifeline The View of Our South Pacific. Earhart's flight took off in 1937. Aww. So apparently, the History Channel is now doing their own investigation into the photograph and are promising to be honest about their findings. But Aww. it's That's looking such a bummer. like that was yeah. so exciting. Yeah. It was very exciting. I mean, they still, you know, I well, guess I didn't watch the program, but I, yeah. I guess they still had like eyewitness testimony that that. She was seen on the island after the crash. Yeah. They have found wreckage that matches the plane, right. but the photo is not. Interesting. Interesting. It doesn't seem to be. So it's
1: still not, it still could be a possibility. Still could be. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: But, you know, it could be falsely dated in the book, too. Right. You know, it could have been, you know, this pictures from 1935. When, well, actually when, when did the book come out? Oh, the book, I mean, it's a coffee table book with pictures, so... Probably, oh, I mean, I definitely not. was made in 19. No, no, that no. It's is. just the photo was oh, taken. So there's definitely still a chance like. that that mm-hmm. could be wrong. Yeah, it could be. Hold note. Hold note. Hold. <laughs> um, Amelia. So there's I don't that. Know what there's also Andrew, our listener, Andrew, listener and best friend, Andrew, sent me this this morning. The second long unknown Gacy victim identified recently. Really? Yeah, a boy from Minnesota. He's been called Victim Twenty Four.
1: Oh, who's yeah? So, so there's
0: so many of them. There's still so in 2011 they reopened the case because they got some new DNA testing, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And their goal was to identify the eight unknown bodies of Gacy's, you know, 33 murders, murder bodies found under his house. So they've now identified two. This is mm. the second one. So they're slowly working slowly their way through. Surely. Let's see. It was a 16-year-old boy from Minnesota. He had disappeared in 1976. His name was, his name was James Byron Hackinson, mm. uh, known as Jimmy. He left the uh, Twin Cities that summer telling his family he planned to s- explore Chicago on his own. Mm-hmm. And on August 5, 1976, he called his mother to let her know that he arrived and he was never heard from again. Uh, but they just uh, confirmed that he was one of the bodies. He was the 24th victim buried under the house.
1: Man. How do they know 24? Like, how do they have them?
0: They just had labeled them victim one through 33. Okay, three. Right, right. it's not like
1: chronological. No,
0: no, no. Well, it is kind of. So they're they're now closer to identifying who the other bodies could be. Because the way Gacy buried his victims, his first vic- victim was essentially on the bottom, and right. then he would bury them like the next one on top, oh, the next right. one on top, the next so one they on top. Kind of so they now were. they know, yeah. So this guy died in 1976. They know the guy below him, who is unidentified, had to have died
1: earlier somewhere
0: between the guy below him and the guy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. they can at least narrow their search of like, was anyone missing? A family member? Who was a young boy in 1975. Are they all young boys? Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Yes. John Wayne Gacy was disgusting. He was a monster. So anyway, so that's kind of, I mean, you know, horrible that the family now knows that their son. I mean, the mother actually went to Chicago in the 70s because that's when Gacy was, like, arrested or whatever. And she believed that her son was a victim. (gasps) But... (gasps) They didn't have dental records, was which was the only way they identified bodies at the time. Yeah. So There's she didn't no have his dental records, and they couldn't search it. So now they finally know that those that her son. And she's is. still
1: alive. Yeah. Finally, justice thirty years. I or don't know. not justice, but at least at least a little bit at at least closure, yeah, to be like, closure. Okay. Yeah, he yeah a little closure was. that yeah. he. It was
2: what I sort of. And knew they were, now
0: well. they're able to take the body and mm-hmm. like actually give it a burial because you don't you know those John Does are just. In a freezer somewhere, essentially, waiting for... I know. Horrible. Anyway, so that's kind of cool um, that they are closer and closer to identifying all of the bodies. They're actually urging people now. Listeners, they're actually urging people, like, if you had any family members or distant relatives or friends that were young males in Chicago in the 70s, go missing to contact the police department because they are doing DNA testing to see if... Any of these bodies are the victims, so. Yeah, crazy. Come forward. Anyways, so I found another story that's kind of crazy. So, uh, it's very short, but there's a minister at the United Pentecostal Church in Arkansas who believes that the mark of the beast, as referred to in Revelations, is actually the proposed ID chips that are in talks to be, like, (laughs) replacing – Credit cards, debit cards, IDs. Have you heard about these? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're basically going to go on your hand, and then you can like scan your anything, hand. and you can. It's going to be like your, you know, driver's license, your fishing hunting license, your mm-hmm. credit card, your debit card. It's going to be everything. Everything would be, everything everything would be everything's going to be linked on it. Yeah. yeah. So he says your right hand will become your credit card, your debit card. Blah 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 blah. All you will have to do is pledge allegiance to the image of the beast and take the mark. And to quote Revelations, he, referring to the false prophet, causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bound, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. So, hmm. I just saw that when I was doing research for this, and I was like, that is actually a very interesting connection to it try is. and, like, yeah. make.
2: Like, when you first said it, I was sort of like, who's this quack? But I know. But then it's right? like, when you read it out loud, it's like, that is describing that actually exactly is, what's yeah. going to happen.
0: But, mark on his hand that, you know, no man can buy or sell without right. it. Like, that's kind of, that awesome. is interesting. okay, I mean, yeah. it's a little bit of a stretch, but it's also a little creepy. Yeah, I still <laughs> think it,
2: it is a stretch and it's not correct. But yeah. I'm like, whoa,
1: okay, wait, find that
2: and make that connection. Start. Well, and
1: in, like, 2,000 years, you're about to, you're bound to hit the mark one time, you know. Sure. So just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, how yeah, many yeah. other things have been claimed exactly. as the mark of the beast? So this is just the one that it's like, yeah. all right. This sounds like reasonable. Yeah, oh, I'm right. sure like
0: tattoos at some point were like. Mm-hmm. Wait, of that. tattoos? Oh, the yeah, book yeah, Revelation yeah. says. Right, absolutely. So, Lauren, you're going to like this one. Oh, good. You probably already know about it because uh, you love it. But the History Channel premiered American Ripper recently, <laughs> a show about H.H. H. Holmes and the possibility that he is also Jack the Ripper. What? This show, yes. What what? <laughs> this show is following the descendants of Holmes. We talked about this on Jimmy's episode, I believe, how they were exhuming the body of H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the show is actually following the descendants, specifically his great-great-grandson, Jeff Mudgett, which is a funny name. <laughs> Mudgett. Who we talked about in the earlier episode. They actually did dig up H.H. H. Holmes' supposed grave. Uh-huh. The excavation turned up an empty coffin six feet down. It did? Perhaps to fool grave robbers, because underneath that was a lower concrete sarcophagus containing human remains. Oh. Uh, I they, just got so yeah, excited. They're still oh, wa- waiting so for lab re- results to compare the DNA, though. So and they're it not might, sure.
2: It still might not be him. Yeah.
0: Not only will they be testing the DNA to H.H. Holmes' living descendant, but they will also be testing DNA found on a cloth that was supposedly found next to one of Jack the Ripper's victims' bodies. Mm -hmm. The results will be revealed on the series. I can't um, wait yeah. to watch it. So, supposedly, H.H. H. Holmes' handwriting matches that of the uh, purported letter from Jack the Ripper. That's amazing. And Holmes' photo matches eyewitness descriptions from the time of the crimes. Which, here's the thing, fucking everybody looked like that. Right. Big old goofy-ass mustache. Like, yeah, Everyone looked like that. Yeah, Top hat. not the best like, evidence. It's not. Yeah. However, however, buzzkill, Adam Selzer, who is the author of H.H. H. Holmes' The True History of the White City Devil, says that he has documents showing that Holmes was in Chicago when the Ripper murders were committed in 1888 including oh, wow. I know including Holmes voter registration and a record of his meeting with an attorney at the time of the murders. Well, not to mention I mean this is just like my personal opinion, the killers' MOs are completely different. Yeah, I was like Jack the same. Ripper like Slashed, like sliced and diced women mm-hmm. in the span of like a couple months, and left them to be found in right. H H Homes constructed. Yeah, H H Homes. He had, was like very and secret. slides, yeah. And, like, bodies he had like were going yeah down secret deep. compartments, yeah. and right. he would like gas them or strangle That's them. That's literally or why just now when or... you
2: said they're thinking H.H. Holmes is Jack the Ripper, I screamed what in your face? I know. To me, that makes no sense. Well, the
0: but... only thing that you know, I mean, Jack the Ripper happened. There's a serial murderer. You know, in London, and then all of a sudden he's gone, he's missing, murders stop, and a couple years later, the serial murderer is caught in Chicago. Right. Like, it's mm. not like a huge stretch to think that maybe he came to America, but like I said, the MOs are completely different, which could be explained if it is the same guy. If he was Jack the Ripper, committed those crimes, committed those murders, and then learned from his mistakes. Like they Dan were very close Chicago, to, yeah, yeah very yeah. close to catching got more organized. him. Came to Chicago and was like, "All right, I can't do that anymore, but I still want to kill a bunch of people. How do I do right. it?" Right. Could um, be, but also Holmes confessed to over twenty-seven murders, and the police only had twelve victims. So you'd think that if Holmes was the famous Jack the Ripper, he would have taken credit, yeah. right?
2: He'd be like, "Guess what I did on, yeah." This he'd other be like, like "Also, I
0: killed eight more people right. in London." Yeah, so. I don't it know.
2: Really, it is all. I mean, I want to watch the series just to see. Right.
0: I also want to watch the series. I think Curious that that would be it. a good. I also just want to know about the body. Like, is it mm, H. J. Holmes? Right. Is it yes. I really. have been wanting
2: to know that forever. Is he really still alive? He's Ooh, alive. Oh, He's immortal. That would
0: be. That would be a big ass twist. Yeah. <laughs> twist. <laughs>
2: I have a This Week and Weird story that, after How Amazing Yours Were, is kind of embarrassing. Is it an we, alarm
0: clock stuck in a wall?
2: No, but mm, I... and I,
0: I don't want to hear it, Lauren.
2: <laughs> that story was pretty great. Um, it's along those lines, though. Okay, great. The reason I picked this story is because last week we did an episode on unusual crimes, and this fits in with that. I was Perfect. like, let's throw in one more unusual mm-hmm. crime. Um, police in suburban Cleveland say a fast food restaurant customer became angry about the way his sandwich tasted and looked and threatened to shoot staff over it. The South Euclid Police Department reported receiving a call Tuesday about a man storming into the Steak and Shake restaurant. No, how dare you? Don't you ever show up at Steak
0: and Shake. Don't you even talk about Steak and Shake. I'm getting upset. I'm getting visibly upset.
2: (laughs) That's this is another on. reason I picked it is because I think we're all from the Midwest and Steak and Shake is great. Um, he stormed into the Steak and Shake restaurant acting crazy, wielding a gun, and said he was going to shoot someone. Police say the 20-year-old man complained that the egg on his sandwich was runny and slimy and looked like spit. He was in custody Wednesday pending a court appearance on an aggravated menacing charge. Police say he ended up not having a gun and whatever, like, shape oh he was holding was something else. So he didn't really have it. But He's also, just insane. Does
1: he not know how eggs work? Yeah, yeah, sometimes they're runny and slimy. Also, tell them you'd like it cooked a little longer. Good. Especially don't
2: have to if you're getting
0: an egg that. on a sandwich or on a, a burger. It's usually like, uh, you know... Yeah. Over easy. Right? Yeah.
2: They make them a little runny because then you take that big bite and it's supposed yeah. to like ooze out. They don't out. put
0: fried egg on your burger. No. Anyways. My
2: favorite part of the story is at the very end. It says, police posted on the department Facebook page some tips for better ways to deal with restaurant dissatisfaction. <laughs> 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 I just love they had to be like, hey folks, so hey, folks, when you're mad about your sandwich, uh, don't, don't bring in a gun. Don't threaten to kill people. Don't threaten to shoot someone in the face. Um, just maybe, maybe just like go up and ask them to cook it." Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Thanks, police ask. of Euclid, Ohio, is, for that. Oh, that's hilarious. And that <clears throat> is this week in weird, ladies. And that's gents. this week in
0: weird. And here's the thing: I didn't drink Lacroix, and you're still belching because so you're because disgusting. I didn't want to burp the whole time, and I'm still fucking burping like a monster. Sure just just one. it. Just live your life. It was just one. It was just one. But just you wait, I feel it brewing, and it's, <laughs> it's double a brew. double it's a trouble. Brew. Toil
1: and, toil and... bubble, toil and... what? Bubble, <laughs> double, double,
0: <laughs> double, <laughs> double, toil and trouble.
1: Thank Cauldron. you, boil and... Bubble. Excuse you. Anyways,
0: that was This Week in Weird. Thanks for uh, indulging us in that. Yay. So This week we're talking about behind the scenes of uh, movies that seem to be... Cursed. cursed or cursed. unlucky, or... They're fucking cursed. They're just cursed. There's no ifs, There's ands, or no buts way about it. around it. Um, researching these movies was interesting. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs>
2: yes.
0: I stumbled upon a list of movies that were, quote, recommended by the Church of Satan. Uh, <laughs> and it was actually a really good list. Like, I'm not kidding. It's uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Blade Runner, Wally. e So, obviously, <laughs> Satanists like, have wall- really th- good taste. wall I was cursed? No, no, no. This is, like, a, a, like uh, the Church of Satan put out a list of, like, uh, approved movies that they like, like and <laughs> because
1: everybody loves Wally. Yeah, everyone loves. Well, even Satan the characters
0: love Wally. It is a fabulous movie.
1: It's oh, so good, it like you voted, can't not like it. There's been multiple lists where it's been voted the best Pixar movie of all time. Oh yeah, it is the best Pixar movie yeah. of all time. Oh yeah, I'm not. In <laughs> <was>
0: like, I'm <laughs> I'm oh yeah, screen. no, I'm, I'm in yeah. with you. I also stumbled upon an article about all the ways that the alien franchise is pro-abortion and anti-female, and that was a real trip. Let me tell you, that was interesting. Jesus. I also found a Christian site who said Mm. that watching horror movies was a sin, and that there's no gray area. If you watch The Conjuring, you're glorifying Satan and supporting the works of the devil. I was told that growing up, pretty harsh. Really, I watched them anyway. Oh my gosh! So, but they actually
1: from watching Passion of the Christ. Because there's devils and demons in there too. Yeah, that's
0: true. I mean, you should see the list of movies on this site that are like Christians can't watch them ever, ever, ever. They're like they're crazy. They also recommended it's similar to the list that Christine had. Growing probably, probably. <laughs> they um, they also mentioned that book you told us about boundaries. They basically recommended that you read the book because the book Boundaries is all about like knowing when to say can no and pop? how to say no. You've read it too, read it. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's basically, a great book. they say to read <laughs> Wait, the book to learn. They want learn. you to read the good book boundaries. Yeah, so that you can. do a weird thing of saying yes, no, to no to horror, horror movies. movies. I can't <laughs> deal with that. It is, okay, the book Boundaries is a wonderful book. Don't associate it yeah. with these things. <laughs> Please clowns. read Boundaries. It's great. Don't read it to then be able to say no to horror films. Horror films. You can just say no to horror films if they're not in your you wheelhouse. Don't. Yeah, Christine yeah. does it all the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so banned Satanist movies that no Christian should own. Willy Wonka oh, and love. the Chocolate Factory. Oh my. High School Musical. <gasps> oh, what? Wait! Wizard of Oz. Oh, wait, why?
1: Why can't you watch that can they give and... a de- Yeah. Can they give a definition of why High School
0: Musical? Star Wars. I know. Don't you speak it? They called fans of these movies sodomites, and of course, here's the thing: they use some very colorful language while referring to people of color in the LGBT oh, community. So yikes. obviously, they're on the expressway to heaven. You're gonna <laughs> tell Alex he's
2: a sodomite. Yeah, <laughs> he you... loves. I know. More it's than basically anything. <laughs> you
1: should have finished with High School Musical. <laughs> he loves High School. He loves it. High School <laughs> Musical. <laughs>
2: I bet it's because Sharpay's brother, without it being said,
1: seems like he's gay. Mm-hmm. I bet that's it's why. pretty
0: much any movie that promotes any sort of acceptance of LGBT, uh, any sort of any sort of whimsy at all. Basically, uh-huh. is just banned. Uh-huh. How dare the basketball yeah. star do theater? They uh-huh. hate Disney. They hate it. Uh, Apparently, there's a 666 in Walt Disney's signature, and Disney movies are full of Illuminati and masonry symbols and occult undertones, and also, I was telling you about this earlier, I also found an article titled, Minions, Hollywood's Blatant Satanic Solicitation of Children. Yeah, and the font was 26 points throughout the entire article. It was the
1: most jarring
0: thing I've ever seen in my entire life. The fact that anybody could think a minion is anything demonic is the funniest
1: thing. Basically, they were
0: saying that the minions from Despicable Me are mindless sex workers and that the Illumination (laughs) Studios is trying to brainwash our children into human trafficking.
2: I I don't have
1: Words. They're the farthest thing from sexual. No, <laughs> they don't yeah, the have sex organs. <laughs> <sex> <laughs> they don't have sex organs don't. or they sex. They don't have
2: sex organs. They definitely not don't have sex. girls
0: or boys. Are they just, just they dress. See, people just want to be heard. Or I this. Yeah, yeah, I you know they're just. I think people are just cool. anti-fun most of the time.
2: That's what <laughs> well, I got from that list. Is like you don't enjoy life, and you want to make sure nobody else does either. Yeah.
0: you're bringing me down. Bring me down, Super. guys. I'm um, all for you I having
2: my your but it's so loudly. Uh, yeah. no, I told pause. you to
0: eat a bowl of cereal. I know, I'm sorry. Before it we started recording. Yet,
2: today there rotten. was an option to
0: eat a bowl of cereal? Yeah. and she, But uh, I was
2: typing away. About. I was typing up my notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
0: We'll um, get on track eventually. So... Lauren does actually have the tiniest, most adorable computer. It's an Acer, right? My Mac, uh, it's Asus. a Chrome Asus, Yeah. Asus. So
2: my Mac just completely died a while ago, and I just haven't been able to afford a new one. And this one was really affordable on Amazon. And I was like, hey, if it types and I can do like work types. at a coffee shop, I'll
0: use it. I really it. wish that it came in the mail and there was no keyboard. I know, if it was just like an iPad,
2: (laughs) I was like, oh God. But what's funny is it folds. I don't want to do it right now because it'll mess up all the notes I have open, but you can fold it to look like an iPad and like hide the keyboard under it. That makes sense. So it's an approved electronic on an airplane so I can sit and watch my movies. During takeoff and landing, and, and I what, don't like get in trouble. Yeah, and then I whip out the keyboard, and I can do my little notes. Wonderful. So it actually is great, but I do get made fun of for. So if
0: anyone's small. looking for a new affordable computer, you can Chrome get an Asus Chrome Asus on,
1: Aces. on, Amazon. Amazon. on Amazon. Feel free to send us product to promote. promote. Oh, thank oh, you, Chrome. Would you like to Aces. sponsor us? That's very us? sweet of you sponsor to offer. The program. <laughs> And oh, now so. back to our back regular to our scheduled, re- scheduled programming. <laughs> scheduled programming.
0: <laughs> oh
2: jeez.
1: So
0: <laughs> it's not just satanic movies or movies with like satanic witchcrafty stuff happening that sure. are cursed. Um, the Wizard of Oz had a supposed curse. Uh, Rebel without a cause had a supposed curse to kill James Dean. Mm. Some crow? Um,
1: the crow, the yes, crow had a curse to
0: kill uh, Brandon Lee. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think it was just the Lee family, right? Mm. That was supposedly cursed because they both, father and son, died on set, right, doing a mm-hmm. performing a stunt that should have been safe. Mm-hmm. Um, the Twilight Zone movie. Uh, I guess that's kind of paranormal. creepy. Not yeah. uh, a lot of movie. Superman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. F- all the Christopher Supermans. Reeves and George Reeves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then it was... I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. George Reeves. George Reeves shot himself in the mm-hmm. head. Ah. Large quotation marks being uh, displayed doing here. Finger yeah, yeah, yeah. quotes. Uh, and then obviously Christopher
1: Reeves becoming mm-hmm. paralyzed. Right. And there was something in the later ones as well that happened. Uh, I don't they... remember. Like people just got in hurt. Yeah, they crashed and burned. They died. Uh, they died.
0: The true. movies
1: themselves died. Yeah, they themselves yeah, are yeah that's probably never what it, was. it wasn't a movie, but the Ghost Whisper TV show with Jennifer Love Hewitt was also apparently really cursed. Really? really? Yes. I didn't know Maybe that. it's
0: just Jennifer Love Hewitt. She needs to retire. Yeah. Her. Even
1: I like though her.
2: I guilty like her. pleasure, I love the Client List.
1: <laughs> what? I have no idea what that is. I love can't hardly wait. Which, oh oh my God, that's old wait. school can't That's when she
2: was in her incredible. prime yeah. She was in her prime This is I like remember like watching Jennifer Can't Hull. Hardly
0: Wait and being like I can't wait till my boobs are like that Guess what? When did that happen? That doesn't happen. <laughs> she just
2: had perfect breasts. Yeah. That she we had a perfect body. Did. Even though boobs. this one here in the middle, okay,
0: yeah, middle, she has yeah. great ones. And then <laughs> us two on the end are just like someday this, my boobs. This is all a lie too.
2: Like it looks like there's slightly something there. It's a very padded bra. <laughs> yeah, They're, I'm like against my chest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, anyway, oh. so thanks, ladies, for hyping me up. And also, moment. hi, Dad. Anyway, Christine's got some huge knockers. <laughs> and
2: also, hi to both me and Ashley's fathers who listen oh, to this podcast. Oh, yeah, hi,
0: Dad. Probably oh, a little Your awkward. Jeff does. Ron... Oh, not so much. I'm pretty sure Ron knows that we have a podcast, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> knowing and listening are two yeah. different things. <laughs> he
0: knows I do a podcast. Anyway, it. so it's not just satanic witchy ghost movies no. that have curses. It's just that we happen to all choose to talk about satanic witchy ghost movies yes. that have curses. Yeah. So just to make that clear, um, we're kind of going to go in order uh, of when the movies were made. So I'm going to start... So, first of all, there was a huge spike in satanic horror movies in the 60s and 70s, and it had a lot to do with the culture at the time. Mm-hmm. Cults and satanic worship were a huge concern to everybody yes, They were for trendy. some reason. So, we already talked about The Exorcist in Episode 7, Rosemary's mm-hmm. Benjamin, but just to remind you guys of the crazy shit that happened.
2: Yeah, that set uh, was... The
0: set caught on fire before they started filming. It burned everything except for Reagan's room where the exorcisms Mm -hmm. take place. Ellen Burstein got injured while filming. Oh god, what's Reagan's name? In real life? Yeah. Oh, like the very famous actress that plays her? Yeah, that plays a child. Um, I'm totally blanking. She also got hurt while filming. Oh my God. Um, The two actors. I know. The two actors who died in the movie died in real life before the movie was even released. What? Uh, Two of the actors had close family members die during filming as well. The woman uh, who played the voice of the demon was victim of a horrific tragedy a few years later when her son murdered his wife and children before taking his own life. (laughs) Even the release of the film had problems with, like, people in Rome claiming they heard demonic cries, a woman fell and broke her jaw during a showing, she attempted to sue Warner Brothers, etc. Really? Yeah.
1: Linda Blair! Blair. Linda Blair! (sighs)
0: Jesus. I'm taking my horror movie fan card away real quick. This happens to us all the time, though, where
2: we brain fart on very famous people's names. I know. It'll be like, what's
0: that guy's name? Okay, what's that guy's name? He was in Fight Club, and (laughs) he has the abs... Oh I think it's like Brian. Brian um, Brian Post <laughs> I know. Uh anyway,
1: so also his name's no, Brad Post. That? that was oh. the joke. Oh. Okay. There we go. There it is. Go. I was trying to set you up for it. Thank you.
0: So a lot of people theorize that old Satan the Prince of Lies did not like seeing himself on screen. Exorcist uh, had a lot of problems. Rosemary's Baby had a lot of problems. Sharon mm-hmm. Tate's murder by Charles Manson. Oh, being one of them. Which we've talked about. Uh, many and then came my movie, The Omen. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dum. Dun,
2: dun. Which, which is, is a great movie.
0: Bonkers. Oh, my God. It's so good. If you haven't seen the original Omen, watch it immediately. It's so great. The remake I actually liked too. I didn't mind the remake. I yeah. mean, I wish I didn't like Julia Stiles. Um, just I don't, her as I don't like, like her a person. I don't like her in no, most what's happening? things. Yeah, I love. The movie uh, Saves but Liv Schreiber is not one of her. my favorite Nothing. actors of all time. Yes, yeah, he's great. So apparently we're being bombed right now. What is that outside? Okay. <laughs> the interruptions in this episode <laughs> are insane. Partially us. And it's partially a curse.
1: It's a, a curse. Podcast.
0: Oh, oh my god. Ah! Welcome okay. back, folks. This is Keep It Weird. Uh, <laughs> this week on this Keep It Weird, weird we're, we're starting weird. fresh and new. We're starting fresh. Uh, my Rachel. name's Ashley, and I'm this Lauren is Lauren and Christine. So, <laughs> the omen had strange occurrences take place dating back to literally the very beginning. Like, mm. when it was just being written... So the idea for The Omen was conceived by a man named Robert Munger, who had zero background in film, but was interested in the idea of making a movie about the Antichrist as a child. Uh, Munger, who ended up being the religious advisor to the film, um, shared his idea with producers Harvey Bernhard and Mace Newfield and started putting together a horror movie. Robert Munger, who was a devout Christian, raised the first alarm during pre-production, He basically was saying, he called a meeting and was basically saying like, because his idea wasn't necessarily a horror movie. Mm. It was more of like, uh, not necessarily like a religious movie, but more of like a drama. So them making this horror movie, he basically told them, the devil's greatest single weapon is to be invisible and you're going to take off his cloak of invisibility to millions of people when you make this. Mm. So just prepare yourself. Yeah. They ignored it. Um, They ignored his warning and began to score pretty big when it came to casting the movie. They landed Gregory Peck to star as Ambassador Thorne, Gregory Mm -hmm. Peck from To Kill a Mockingbird, the father of Damien, the Antichrist. Uh, But soon after Peck agreed to be in the movie, his son shot himself in the head, leaving no suicide note. Um, His son's suicide didn't stop him from working on The Omen. Just two months later, he flew to England in October of 1975, But he almost didn't make it there. Uh, In the middle of a stormy, turbulent crossing of the Atlantic Ocean, Peck's plane was struck by lightning. According to the Omens producer, Mace Newfield, the engine caught fire. The plane nearly crashed into the sea. One week later, Mace Newfield's plane was struck by lightning. No! The Atlantic Ocean was crazy. Two planes, both struck by lightning both carrying key players in a movie about the Antichrist. Oh, it's 100% percent Very hurt. strange. Yeah, um, can't even say that's coincidence. Another possible weird plane connection. One of the first shots planned for the movie was an aerial shot of London to be taken from a rented plane. Mm. Uh, at the very last minute, the plane rental company switched aircrafts and gave the original plane to a group of Japanese businessmen. Mm-hmm. And the original plane that, you know, is now full of these Japanese men crashed, and killed everyone on board.
2: (gasps) That's nuts. Near miss.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
0: A lot of plane problems. Um, That's when rumors began of a curse working its way uh, around the set of the movie. Producer Harvey Bernhard is quoted as saying, the devil was at work and he didn't want this picture made. Some of the crew started to wear crosses while on set Mm. of crucifixes. On the first day of production, several of the main crew members were in a head-on car crash which they all luckily survived. Two were injured. While in Rome, producer Harvey Bernhard was almost struck by lightning. I cannot with the lightning. The, <laughs> that seems to be the devil's method. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, once the film hit production, they faced an entirely new set of problems. In one of the scenes, Gregory Peck is attacked by a pack of brutal Rottweilers. To oh shoot the God. scene, they hired a highly trained uh, devil dogs to attack a heavily padded stuntman, but something went super wrong, and uh, the fake attack turned real, the pack of dogs almost killed the stuntman biting through his padding, and they refused to stop even when their trainer ordered them to. He barely survived. He was in the hospital oh my for gosh. weeks. gosh. That's... Then, Sydney Bamford, who was a London animal expert, was working as a big cat and baboon wrangler for the production... Uh, for the scene at the zoo where the zoo tigers and baboons go crazy over Damien. Mm-hmm. It was supervised by him, and the animals wa- were all wrangled by him. And uh, around the t- the day after they shot that scene, Bamford was killed by a tiger. Wow. Right? That was in the movie. Yeah. One of the tigers that was in the mm-hmm. movie killed him. Yeah, oh, the day gosh. after, because they filmed that scene on, like, it wasn't a zoo, I don't think. It was more like an animal reserve type situation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And yeah, the next day after they filmed, he was killed by a tiger. What? Did
1: they say how? He apparently, just
0: he just neglected to properly secure one of them and attacked him. So. Oh,
1: goodness. Wamp.
0: Producer Mace Newfield apparently hadn't escaped Satan's clutches just yet, even though his plane was struck by <laughs> lightning. He was staying at the Hilton Hotel in London when it blew up. Mm, wow. Luckily he was not there at the time, but days later, Newfield, Bernhard and other film executives were heading over to a trendy London restaurant that also blew up Missing them by, like, four and a half minutes. Wait, <laughs> but how does it blow up? Um, that was around the time. Here's the thing. The only thing that's not supernatural about that is the IRA, the Irish uh, Irish Republican Army, was bombing a lot of things in London. Okay, so at it was the bombed. Yes, it was bombed. I
1: didn't know if you meant, Blew like, up. gas leak <coughs> or... No, no, no.
0: Um, the buildings <coughs> were being bombed at the time. A lot of buildings were, but oh, wow. they... This, like, crew, specifically, missed being blown up, like, four separate times.
1: Weird. By
0: minutes, hours, yeah. Richard Donner almost died as well, who was one of the executives on the film. The producer, uh, Harvey, was taking him home, and as he was being let out of his car, some guy drove by and dangerously slammed him, jamming the car door shut with him in between the car door and the car. (laughs) Oh my God! uh, He survived. He was fine, but he was—he was, you know, hurt, hurt, (laughs) real hurt. Gregory Peck canceled a private flight to Israel. That plane crashed, killing (gasps) everyone
1: on board what uh, yeah so he uh, he missed a plane or no, his plane He's got struck start by, lightning, by lightning and then he missed the one that crashed and then he missed one that crashed well, how did anybody fly back then
0: <laughs> No, yeah. like, the i feel like,
1: like it's i haven't heard of a plane like crashing in years i know this never one getting by lightning yeah. yeah what the heck
0: i know The most uncanny and spooky event in Cursed Movie history might have to be from John Richardson, who did the special effects on the film. Richardson created the Omen's iconic death scenes, including the bloody beheading of photographer Keith Jennings. If you've seen The Omen, you know the scene I'm talking about. It's super gruesome. So basically there's a car accident, because I assume you have not seen it, right? Not okay, it. so there's a car accident in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see basically a plate of glass goes through the car. And you could see the plate of glass go and like completely cut this guy's head off. And the head like bouncing around like Mm -hmm. on the back of the car and like into the street it's horrific and it looks so real for like 1976 it looks yeah so real so a few months after the release of the film richardson was in holland working on a movie called a bridge too far uh, and right after midnight on sunday june 13th 1976 richardson and his assistant liz were involved in a deadly car accident Liz was killed. She was decapitated by the <gasps> other vehicle's wheel, mirroring the on screen death of the photographer from the omen that he.
1: What? Yet did.
0: Oh, my God. What's even weirder is that the accident took place right next to a road sign reading Omen 66 because they were at kilometer uh, 66 and the next town was Omen in the Netherlands. Oh, Omen no. O-M-M-E-N. But Whoa. still, oh, that, yeah, tubes Um I've also heard claims that he said the road sign read 66.6 kilometers, but that seems very silly because why would you mark? Six six point six, and not just six six or six seven right. or 66.5 six, six, yeah, six, six maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, probably a huge coincidence, but one of the stuntmen on A Bridge Too Far, that was the next movie that this guy worked on, wound up in the hospital after a stunt went wrong. He was meant to jump from the roof to an airbag, but reports from the set say that he seemed to fall abruptly and strangely. Mm. And when he woke up in the hospital, he claimed he had been pushed by someone and was only convinced that he hadn't been pushed after the entire crew said that no one was anywhere near him at the time wow. that he fell. The 2006 movie had a couple strange things happen as well. Uh, Pete Postlewaite, who played Father Brennan, who died, rest in peace, in like 2011, mm. lost his brother Michael while filming The Omen. Uh, Apparently, there's an urban legend that Michael's poker buddies told Pete that Michael had drawn three sixes during poker the week prior. And they had all teased him about it. Uh, And Pete Postleway was actually the one that said this, which Mm. is the only reason that I think it's possibly true. Like, he he told this in an interview. So, that's kind of weird. Yeah. But the weirdest thing was uh, John Moore, who directed the remake... Reportedly spent an entire day filming the scene where Robert Thorne would discover the ominous birthmark of his demon child. However, the footage he got after the full day's work was lost when 13,500 feet of film were mysteriously destroyed in the processing lab.
2: Whoa!
0: By comparison, Moore said... The worst that the lab and collective crew ever heard of losing is one roll, which is 400 feet. No way. They <laughs> also said, the, yeah, the lab guys were literally in tears. They had oh, yeah. no explanation for it, and they were completely distraught. They lost a
1: whole day's worth of Yeah. Time. Wow. That's horrible. That's insane. Yeah.
0: So, sounds pretty cursed. Could, to me. Here's the thing could it be the longest string of coincidences? Absolutely uh,
2: ever?
0: not. Sure. Okay. Anything yes.
2: No. Nope. <laughs> However. I'm not buying it. not having it. <laughs> um, nope. I have no logical explanation for that's this. That's crazy. I won't. <laughs> I won't. I refuse. It's mostly because of the planes and the lightning. I. That yes. to me is just like, To have that no. many planes. Like, come no. on. I
1: mean, maybe planes just sucked in the 70s, but. Yeah. yeah Which you could that.
2: chalk it up to that, but just two of the actors and lightning being involved, it's like.
0: Yeah, three people almost got struck. Two people got struck by lightning. One person yeah, almost got struck by lightning on foot. It's just like, nope. What? What's happening? What? Who? Why? Right. But at the same time, no one actually died. So, like, did you die though?
2: Yeah. But like, did, you did you die? You die? Let's relax here. Is it really that bad? Speaking if you of didn't people die?
0: dying from a curse. Oh God, poltergeist.
2: Poltergeist is bonkers, you guys. Poltergeist is a movie that came out in 1982. It is a supernatural horror film. It was directed... It's also
0: one of the greatest horror movies of all all time. time. It came out in
2: 1982. I already said that. Directed by Toby Hooper, who was famous for directing Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974. However... Steven Spielberg wrote and produced, um, those are his credits anyway, for Poltergeist. He directed it. He had a clause in his contract to prevent him from directing another movie while he was directing E.T. So he wasn't allowed, because of his contract, to direct the movie, mm, but, but crew members have come forward from the original Poltergeist, saying that the movie was actually secretly directed by Spielberg all along. Also, mm. if you
0: just watch the movie, it's you'll know Spielberg, that it's Spielberg.
2: Clearly, yeah. <laughs> people call it a Spielberg movie, because they're like, Toby Hooper, sorry about you. Yeah, no, sorry. It really wasn't. You
0: know what? Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a mess. <laughs> but sure, yeah. then so you, sure you're Then
2: he you directed Most Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So Poltergeist <laughs> was the first in the Poltergeist trilogy, and it was also the most successful movie of the trilogy, and just the best movie all around, mm-hmm. set in a account- I don't
0: know, did you see Poltergeist 3? I don't mean to interrupt you, but Poltergeist 3 takes place in, like, a, su- a skyscraper. Have you seen it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Not Remember how it's mirrors good. are a thing? You Anyways, know, um, everyone should watch Poltergeist 3. It's really good one. <laughs>
2: Yes, you should. I mean, you should watch the whole trilogy just to be like, hey, I completed it. And also the whole trilogy is cursed, um, which you'll see in a minute. But the first one, which is just kind of what we'll set the stage with, is set in a California suburb. The plot focuses on a family whose home is invaded by malevolent ghosts that abduct the family's youngest daughter. Um, The entire trilogy is believed to be cursed as a result of the original set having some very sketchy props, which I'll talk about Mm -hmm. in a minute. And there is also a 2015 remake that is garbage and nothing like the original movie. <laughs> and this movie does not seem to have the original one's curse, but there are a couple stories, which, again, I will read later. Um, Craig T. Nelson played the dad in the original Poltergeist. to love me some what? Craig T. Nelson. I know. Uh, Joe Beth Williams was Diane. Heather O'Rourke, little cutie, was Carol Ann. Uh, Dominique Dunn, Oliver Robbins, Zelda Rubinstein. Love her as the medium that comes in. What was her name? Tangina?
0: Right? Tangina? Tan- wasn't that her is name? Is it Tangina?
2: Or like Tangina?
0: Throw ball number two! That's all I know.
2: Yeah. She's that little <laughs> tiny yeah. lady this who has, has the best voice clean. ever, is really yeah. all you need to know about her, but I'm blanking on her name. Okay. So that's the basic gist of the movie. You guys have probably heard of the very famous line, They're here, said by the youngest daughter when she's sitting in front of the static television talking to demons on the other side. Mm. Bizarre things happen to these people's house. They bring a medium in. Their house was built over a cemetery. So that's why they're being haunted. You know, the usual. Of the course. The um, um, If you haven't seen it, you're missing out. And Indian on burial the-
0: grounds, yeah, yeah.
2: This movie is known <laughs> as the most cursed movie set of all time. Um, and the whole ordeal began with human skeleton bones. Yep. Oh. One of the most famous scenes in the movie features Joe Beth Williams' character Diane falling into the family's pool and it's filled with skeletons and she's trying to swim and get away from them as they're all like falling on top of her. You might not know this, but the skeletons were real. (gasps) The actors didn't even know that the skeleton bones were real at the time, but they were brought in from India because of Steven Spielberg. As he said, it's cheaper to use real bones rather than make fake skeletons out of rubber, like most other movies did. And Joe Beth said, in my innocence, I assumed that these were not real skeletons, she said in a TV Land interview. I assumed that they were prop skeletons made out of plastic or rubber, rubber." and I found out much later, as did the crew, that they were using real skeletons. What? So that was crazy. She didn't even know at the time. And Joe they- Beth also claimed that sometimes when she would come home after filming, she would find pictures on her wall that were hanging crooked, even though she straightened them every single day. It's kind of oh, like,
0: interesting because she was swimming with some real some human real bones. bones? <laughs> also, in uh, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they used an actual human skeleton. Oh, that no, set. I heard that what?
2: too. Yeah,
1: I mean, just... so she's in a pool of real skeletons. She doesn't realize she like, didn't
2: even know. She was no, like, "Oh, she she just these are thought props." They were props. Oh. Like no one told her, but a lot of people Steven didn't know. Spielberg, Spielberg kind of kept it. He kept it under the radar. So everyone believes this is what everything is tied back to. They think it's because of these human bones. And that's like the theory that all the crew members, actors, everyone has kind of jumped onto. So yeah, Joe Beth said that she would come home and she'd find some pictures that were weird. Um, That was like her first biggest claim. Um, And then this is where everything just gets crazy. (laughs) So first of all, can the, an actor in Poltergeist two, which is called the other side um, actor, will Sampson performed an exorcism on the set of the second film in 1984 because he felt so unsafe that there were real skeletons used on the first one, and he thought that everything was going to be cursed from that point on. So Mm -hmm. he actually did an exorcism on the set, which I found interesting. Uh, Julian Beck, who starred as the character Kane in Poltergeist 2, died of stomach cancer at age 60. He was diagnosed before he accepted the role, and he passed away in September 1985, months before the film even came out in theaters. In June 1987, just two years later, Will Sampson, that actor who performed The Exorcism, died of malnutrition and post-operative kidney failure at the age of 53. While their deaths may not seem unusual, fans believe it's the curse. Um, The untimely passing of Poltergeist's iconic young star is the saddest of all. Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann and said, They're here was incredibly young when she died of cardiac arrest and septic mm. shock caused by a misdiagnosed intestinal issue. She died in February 1988 at 12, several months before the release of Poltergeist Three, which was the final chapter. Um, Richard Lawson, who was in the first movie, was aboard U.S. Air Flight 405 when it crashed into Flushing Bay in March 1992. A total of 27 people out of the 51 on board were all killed. Lawson actually survived, but the event is... Still very bizarre. Mm. Um, Years later, in 2004, jumping ahead, Poltergeist 2 director Brian Gibson died of bone cancer at the young age of 59. And in 2009, just five years later, Lou Perryman, who played the small role of Pugsley in the original film, uh, died at the age of 67 because an ex-convict killed him in his home with an ex. What
0: What in the world? So. What about the older daughter? Yes, I do
2: have that. She
0: was murdered. She was murdered by an
2: ex-boyfriend. Yeah, Yeah, she was murdered by an ex-boyfriend. I do have that. I read that out of order. Sorry, I thought I had ordered them correctly. She was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. She played the older sister Dana. Yeah, there's just
0: a lot of the thing is a lot of murder. There's a lot of murder and like untimely deaths. Yeah, all these people died young. Diagnosed. Yeah, and uh, you know complications. During surgery, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, the only right. one that's not like crazy is the uh, Kane, the guy who played Kane, who was already diagnosed with uh, stomach cancer right. and passed away. And that was just very like, sad, but yeah. yeah.
2: He was diagnosed right before they started filming, though, and this was for Poltergeist 2, so it was just sort of like, oh, was it because of the first movie? Which mm-hmm. is a stretch, but also with all these other deaths. Is it a stretch? Is it right, a stretch, right. though? It could be. i um, <laughs> not. And so then, so I was trying to go in chronological, but you're right, yes. The girl who played the older sister in the first when was, was that? murdered by her boyfriend. Was that the 80s? 90s? That was in the 80s, yeah. Early 80s, so I was just She definitely was young.
0: Now. She um, was like 20. Yeah, she was a young was stallion. Young. Yeah. Stallion Stallion. Life left to live
2: (laughs) Um, Okay, so the last one we said was in 2009 Pugsley got murdered in his house with an axe By an ex-convict, which is insane So then jumping ahead again to the 2015 reboot Gil Keenan, the director Said that they had a few strange happenings on their set But nothing to the extent of the originals They filmed on a very eerie plot of land, and their equipment would consistently fail during filming. They would set up lights in other parts of the neighborhood, for example, where they were filming, and everything worked just fine. But as soon as they would bring that same light over to the plot where they were filming, it would burn out, and they'd have to get a new lamp. Is it just bad, faulty equipment, or the curse? Well, I think the
0: Poltergeist remake is probably cursed because it was so bad and it didn't deserve to (laughs) be filmed.
2: That's and I also don't think it deserves to be cursed. You can't even loop it in with the original because no, it's, it's, like it's garbage. Right, exactly. It's
0: literal trash. <laughs> Why
1: do people continue making remakes? I know. Well, here's the
0: thing. Polter a Poltergeist remake could be really interesting. Like I thought by watching the trailer it would be because they take kind of the same idea of this family moving into a home that has some shit going on. Mm-hmm. And the thing with poltergeist is that the poltergeist was channeled through electronics. So you take a modern day poltergeist, there's double the electronics. Right. It's not yeah. just a TV. Everywhere. It's your it's, you know, cell phone. Right. Exactly. It's your tablets. computer. It's your tablets. And being able to channel through those as well um, and just taking a spin on it, Um and not necessarily making the same movie, but making you know the same idea. Uh, the problem is they took everything that was wonderful about Poltergeist yeah. and did the opposite. Mm-hmm. It was like in Poltergeist, in the original Poltergeist, nothing happens for quite some time, yeah. and then things yeah. go bonkers. Yeah, and right? then it's a lot but all at once. It's a lot of you a exposition. You are lear- you ca- You start caring about the family right. by the time. Mm-hmm. Caroline goes missing in that movie. Mm, You're important. invested and you care about her, and you, you wanna want to know, know where she's she safe, is. and yeah. you want to yeah. know she's okay, and right. you can you see how much the family wants her back, yeah. and like, how her. they're suffering. And in the new one, they move in, and the next day Caroline goes missing. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you didn't Too give quick. us any time a to her build up, care. right? Also, she goes missing, and here's the thing: Sam Rockwell, one of my favorite actors of all time, he was giving nothing, given nothing to work with in this movie. Psst. She goes missing. The wife is like, "What are we gonna do?" And he's like, "Honey, we can't call the cops." And I'm like, "You're gonna co- You can't call the cops. It's you call the cops, <laughs>
2: right? What? That's it's gonna your take, daughter. You're
0: gonna ta- Okay, okay. Have the cops come. It's gonna be a five minute scene. Mm-hmm. Just." What? Yeah, right. We can't call the cops? No. Of anyways, course, you can so call the cops. So it was garbage. And also, they used all CGI. It was bad. Right, no practical no. effects. Yeah.
2: Um, and One more final thing. Because that was
1: uh, rant. rant
2: you, which you have to have. That's why I said, I was like, I don't even count that.
1: But Steven Spielberg <laughs> a part of the original? I mean, of the remake? No. No, I don't no. think so. Why, did, that's, yeah, why. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's why. That might be why.
2: Um, Okay, so one last side thing, and this happened in 2016. Huge Poltergeist fans, husband wife duo Dusty and Jamie Lynn bought the Cabbage Patch doll once owned by... (laughs) Jamie Lynn Spears? (laughs) Not Jamie Lynn Spears, but that would be hilarious. Bought the Cabbage Patch (laughs) doll once owned by Heather O'Rourke on eBay. Once the doll arrived, the couple received more than their fair share of bad luck. They said this in an interview in June of 2016. So they're saying everything from the point of view of June and they're recounting what's happened to them since they've gotten the doll. The doll arrived on the 30th of October. We were in awe. Halloween day. We left for our anniversary trip to Reno because our anniversary is November 1st. While in Reno, we got a call that my wife's stepbrother had been in a terrible accident while playing soccer. He ended up with a ruptured spleen and broken ribs. Due to internal bleeding, he was hospitalized for five days. Three days later, my father-in-law became ill. Within two days, he was in a coma. He was diagnosed with encephalitis. He remained in a coma for five to six days, and we almost lost him. But miraculously, he woke up and was released after a nine-day stint. He is still in rehab for brain damage. We thought we would get back to our lives after a very trying few weeks. But then on December 2nd, my wife found out her childhood friend, John, had committed suicide by gunshot. December 8th, our good friend, Dawn, died of heart failure. She was 33. Shortly after, my mother was having agonizing pain in her hip. She ended up having surgery. On January 7th, my wife's uncle, Jeff, not a blood relative, but a best friend, passed away from a heart attack. He had no known medical conditions prior. January 26th, my wife was hospitalized for the night with a rare intestinal infection. What? Jesus. The end of January, I left my job for a new company. On February 12th, I was let go. February 14th, we had to put our dear dog, Zeus, down. Early March, our four-year-old Pomeranian lost her tooth out of nowhere. I didn't think to ship
1: this thing away already. I know.
2: Shortly after, my wife was told something was wrong with her heart and they suspended her driver's license. She has had to wear heart monitors for 24 hours on two separate occasions and they still don't know what is wrong. On March 27th, due to an error, Kern County Child Support levied my account right before a bunch of debit purchases and autodrafts cleared. This left us with a negative account balance of almost $2,000. My car had just broken down two days prior. Just last week, the doctors notified my mother that her surgery not only failed, but she had a fracture in her hip. She had had her hip replacement surgery in April. On top of all this, my wife and I have not been getting along. There's constant tension in the air, and the topic of divorce has come up now more than once. Wow. Paul Dale Roberts, a paranormal investigator, uh, came in to investigate and believes that the doll itself could have been holding a lot of negative energy. He believes the negative energy had been thrown upon it after being owned by Heather O'Rourke and getting the negative energy from the movie set of Poltergeist. While cleansing their home, he said he kept on feeling very dizzy, falling off balance, and felt a presence trying to stop him from cleansing the doll. Mm. But he did eventually achieve it. The couple still has the doll, but it is kept in a blessed glass case, and they have not experienced any bad luck since. Can you imagine
0: being such a fan of a film
2: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) that you would keep
0: the Doll after it's given, after you so the much crap. given you the worst luck. Did anyone hear in that list? History. Did anyone hear that long Did Did list? Hear that list? <laughs> we'll just put yeah. it in a glass.
1: I I no, that a that works. That'll work.
0: That'll yeah. work. Well, it worked for Ed and Lorraine Warren. I was gonna oh, say speaking, speaking of Ed and Lorraine Transition. Warren. Transition. <laughs> no, so, uh, Poltergeist is literally plagued with death. <laughs> no, Like yeah. 100% that's a cursed movie. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it probably has a lot to do with the fact that you use actual. Like, who are those people? I know. Who right? are those I remains?
2: think it is 100% because of the bones. Yeah. Steven Spielberg, that was not your smartest.
0: But decision. was it Steven's? Did it actually It, say Steve, Steven it was Steven's Spielberg? idea to okay, bring them over from Toby India. Okay, because Toby also, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, used. Yeah, I mean,
1: Toby
2: but maybe could have him. put the idea in Stephen's head, but it said it Toby's was his choice like to like, really get them like from India. and, and yeah. Bones
1: and he puts them in all of his movies? I don't, I don't it. Yeah. Okay, but Adam Lorraine Warren and <laughs> The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Okay, so The Conjuring um, is, uh, it is great. one of the, it is great. Yeah. It is one of the few horror films I've seen. Yay. Uh, I had actually it's had a so friend, good. a friend of mine who was in The Conjuring too. Fun. Yeah, he's one of the police officers. And so it's, uh, Conjuring was made in uh, 2013, uh, as directed by James Wan. Love him. Mm-hmm. And it centers around uh, stories about a, a family, the Perrone family, who were experiencing increasingly disturbing events in their farmhouse in Rhode Island in 1971. And so the story center is that it's like Roger and Carolyn Perron. I don't know. I think that's it. Perron? Or Perron? Perron? I don't remember Um, those things. Me neither. uh. Uh, They move into a dilapidated farmhouse in Rhode Island with their five daughters, uh, Andrea, Nancy, Christine.
0: It's probably all their periods syncing up
1: that's and creating and that was epic the actual hot yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the hot uh-huh. Go on. <laughs> that's yeah. hilarious. Uh I don't know how my family lucked out then. <laughs> we also, yeah, <laughs> also had five daughters. Yeah. Uh Christine, Cindy, and April. Their dog Sadie this is this that was the first thing I did in the sentence. The dog Sadie refused to enter the the home. That's okay, your first son. Um uh, Yeah. Like that's what it. dog doesn't want to go into a house? Well, As
0: soon as a dog's like, no thank you, I'm also like, no thank you. Yeah, just having
1: that like that sixth sense about things and just being like, they don't want to go in there. And then one of the children all playing a game of hide and seek finds a boarded up entrance to a cellar. So, again, like, Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe dilapidated farmhouse. Okay, sure, things can be boarded up. But it's just like, you're going to find it where it's kind of being like hidden uh in a way.
0: That's an Amityville... that's an Amityville shit shtick. You know? Right, Sorry.
1: exactly. Shtick. I tried with the shit, word shtick
0: a couple times. It's a it shit It came stick. out of eventually.
1: And, uh, uh, but it's just like, yeah, so, okay. But then this is also taking, yeah, it's taking place in the 70s. So I feel like people just didn't even think about this stuff. like, I don't know. Maybe well, they just think they would
0: because they were so in tune with all the satanic cults running
1: around. Right, True. right. But, like, maybe we've just had 40 years of, like, Hearsay and like yeah. looking back to where you'd be like, oh, oh, don't go into that room. Right. Don't, don't go say, into that yeah. house. Don't
0: say I'll be right back. Right, exactly. No. Yeah.
1: So paranormal events uh, occurred within like the first few nights. All of them, like that, all the clocks stopped exactly at three o seven a.m. Sadie found dead in the I backyard. Know. So what sad. did she do? That except actually, not go life. in the house. Yeah. <laughs> she was smart. That actually really my, happened. That was my least favorite part. I the uh, yeah I think that's my first thing. It's just like my dog doesn't go in it and then dies. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Time to time to move, honey. So then one night Christine encountered a, a malevolent oh man guys I have I to to malevolent, I it's malevolent spirit. Words are hard. Only she can see, prompting her to claim that the spirit wants her family dead. So they hear all of these things. So they bring in the demonologists Yay. which did not know that was a real thing it totally is totally is Ed and Lorraine Warren who in the movie are played by um, uh, I almost said Patrick Stewart <laughs> Patrick Patrick Stewart. Wilson <laughs> Patrick Stewart would have been an excellent choice <laughs> uh, Patrick Wilson sure. and Vera Farmiga and they're everything they though. are so they're good so good like power couple and um, they agree to take on the place or take on the case and so they conduct investigations and they conclude that it needs an exorcism but that the church has to approve approve of it which is um why i don't know hard to do yes. actually because apparently, I mean, I get it. People probably claim it so much that right. it's just like you, you have, have to spend make their sure time it's and everything, reading. and like all of that to, to yeah. And
0: they they have to have actual, you know, not every priest can perform an exorcism. You have to get a priest who's like trained in the rites of exorcism. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's a whole thing. So
1: on the set, there was like uh, a few creepy things that were happening. One of them being that, I mean, again, just bringing in the dog theme. The uh, director's dog, uh, James Wan's dogs, had adopted a new puppy who started staring at a supposedly empty side of the room and began growling aggressively. Nope. and that Wan stated that his dog, that um, that his dog's head then followed something across the room, but he didn't see it. Ew. So yeah. So like, I puppy puppy sixth sense is uh-huh. like crazy, uh-huh. um, and apparently, it would just like go berserk over this situation. So then the, um, any time when, uh, the writers of, of the Connery movie, The Haze, they would talk to Lorraine Warren, the real life, Mm -hmm. uh, demonologist. They said that they would chat on the phone and that they kept getting cut off by weird sounds and lots of static. Ew. And, and then out of nowhere, the line would suddenly go dead. And so it's just like, they did not want this to get One thing, Lauren
0: knows about this, there's a book called The Demonologists, which is about their cases. And one thing that's very interesting about Ed and Lorraine's cases that they were working on, that kind of stuff happened more often than like actual paranormal things attacking them Mm -hmm. while they're on investigation. Things like losing phone calls with the people who they were trying to help yeah. or, you know, not being able to, there were, there were points in time I've where they people. didn't have a phone for a month because the, the phone company couldn't fix their phone. Yeah. They would get in car accidents if they were on their way to like investigate. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like that weird oh. connection with yeah, the yeah. Thing. So it's very interesting that this is
1: also happening when she's right. trying to
0: like, Help them with help their them movie. movie. Yeah,
1: get it made. Yeah. Well, and then to continue on with that. So when the members of the Perron family visited the set when it was being made. Because, I mean, this happened in the 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then the film was made in 2013. They were met by, like, fierce gusts of wind. Interesting. That, so the, and the crew would say that. So, so they would have these fierce gusts of wind. Like, something was, like, around them. Like, not attacking them, but coming around them. But then the crew would be like, but you'd look off in the distance and none of the trees would be moving. So it's like, there, it wasn't like wind coming from like a specific direction. It just yeah. seemed to be like one thing like gusting around the family. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it like knew or, or yeah. you know, like it was just right. like them and when they were there. And then um, the mother Carolyn felt a presence back home. And then, and then they had like suffered a bad fall. So it's like she felt something and then like someone at home had like, gotten hurt that's weird yeah yeah, yeah. Very it was like right around that time and then uh uh the other thing was uh shortly after the cast and the crew had to evacuate their hotel due to a fire so it's just like again again coincidence, coincidence maybe abound but like come on <laughs> yeah, like how many hotels go up weird. in flames yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, so rare right for it to happen and then lastly um The lead actress, uh, Vera Farmiga's laptop was like mysteriously slashed. She, she would say, she said in interviews that like, she has such a hard time. Like, uh, she would always have to like leave the script like somewhere away and had to like disconnect from it completely just because of the story. Sure. But she one time had it like on her laptop and she like went to go like pick it up to read it again. And she opens it up and her screen just has like five claw marks on it. And she was just like, it had not been dropped. My kids no. had not stepped on it. I had just used it before, like a little bit earlier. That's so weird, and she was just it's like, so you know, weird. and she's like, I it's get weird. it. Like tensions are high for horror movies, but that. But was, at the same, that time, was super weird. Like that? I think almost things like that are almost so weird. Like the things that have no, like I get it. Okay, plane struck by lightning. Okay, like you know, yeah. It's, it's, it happens. It's something metal is flying in the air. <laughs> yeah. There's a storm around it. You know, it's going to happen. But the thing that's just, like, out of nowhere. Claw marks on yeah, the computer Yeah, like screen. five claw, claw marks. Luckily,
0: oh, she memory. was Vera Farmiga and could could afford another one. Because of course. Because if a demon yes. caused True. my yes.
2: computer,
1: I'm I'd just going to have trouble. to live with
2: it. You have to buy a Chromasis. Yes. yes.
1: Oh. <laughs> chromasis. But, yeah, that's so bizarre. Yeah. It was
0: it was very very Creepy crazy. Mm-hmm. I know they mm-hmm. had on there quite a few like weird, you know, all the crew members saying that like just strange things happened on no, it set. it just felt weird. Just kind of yeah. felt weird and the thing is James Wan uses a lot of the same crew um, and he does mo- many horror movies. And right. He did the Insidious franchise. So it's not yeah, like they're being all franchised. spooky. New yeah. Rookies. So it's not like yeah. they're just right. like
1: it's scary and it's horror. Like, I can say from personal experience, not every horror movie that's filmed is cursed. You <laughs> <yeah>. know, <laughs> Ouija like was great. great. Yeah, yeah, Ouija was great. Like, I, you know, there were some. Uh, you know, maybe once in a while, oh, like this, this came or this, you know, something fell, and you're like, whatever. But nothing was like out of the blue. Like, yeah, no one right. was hurt. Everybody no like no one's yet. dead since and like you know it was it was always a good thing on set so yes yeah so for it to be like just have that much or like you said to have these professional crew being that's yes, it done happened. it before be like ah it felt kinda weird yeah this one felt different that that's, that's, that's pretty crazy um, i
2: do think it has to do with the warrens i honestly think anything mm, the warrens mm, try to do brings about yeah, s- a
0: little some, some bad ju- of shit for yeah sure. They've got some. They've got a demonologist. Yeah, they knew what they were signing they've up for. They've got a bounty on there. Talk heads. about a match made well, in heaven. She, she has a bounty on her head.
2: Yeah, does she? Sadly. Ed passed away. We were just saying because Ed. Just not.
0: because. Oh, because I thought you meant a legitimate
1: bounty. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. I was like, did. is Dog the Bounty Hunter coming after? Oh my god! Yes. Uh, I no, would pay such good money to see that show. And Ed died. in two thousand six. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It was very recently. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and if, for anyone who's never made a film, a lot of shit happens. Sure, yeah. a that lot many people of things go wrong. Yeah, yeah. A lot, you things know, break. things break. Things break. Things people get, get ill. It things, happens. yeah. But with these movies, it was kind of like this can't be a
1: coincidence, Yeah, too right? too weir- too much too weird yeah. for it to be like.
0: <laughs> yeah. like yeah, that's fine. the thing,
2: is it's okay if stuff goes wrong, you can say, yes, that's part of life. Right. But in these cases that we've listed, it's too many things are happening at yeah, once, yeah, yeah. and it's bizarre things right? yeah. that are like, wait, hold, us, hold on a yeah, second. Yeah. H- hold it. Hold it. Um, yeah, because just so many people involved with poltergeist died. like I yeah, uh, listed off bizarre. way too many people to that's just bizarre. be like, hmm. Yes, it's normal. And two were brutal murders, so that's great.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right, well... That is all the time that we have this week for Aww. Keep It Aww, Weird. Nice. Uh, I know. Before we go, we have to thank you, Christine. <gasps> thanks, Aww, Christine. Thanks for having me, guys. This is so much fun. Do oh, you wonderful have guests. anything that you want to plug? Do you have any projects you're working on right now, or
1: nothing? Your improv team. Yeah, I guess I can do that. I was going to say that's nothing like really upcoming that I could talk about yet. Yeah, my I'm on an improv team. We do uh, improvise episodes of Law and Order. Um oh my and God, that's funny. hilarious. It is. It's quite funny. Our team is They're some really kind funny. of monster. Our show is dramedy. We do it um, once a month, every fourth Wednesday of the month. So the twenty sixth is the the next one. Next next Wednesday, a week from today. That the fourth. End the that fourth Wednesday. Friday. Yeah, this episodes so coming that, out. This oh, okay. Friday. So have time. Yes. Up- yeah, days. you guys can come. This upcoming Wednesday, it's at. Um, well, all the info is like on online, on social media, and stuff like that. If you find, if you know Lauren, if you know Keep It Weird, you some can find kind me of monster, it. yeah, some kind of monster. Uh, kinda is one word. It's K I N D A, not kind of. And um, uh, yeah, so it's it's at eight eight p.m. Well, eight thirty, I guess officially, uh, eight thirty, and it's pretty awesome. And they so. always have beer and whiskey for free. We do. <laughs> that's my favorite. Free part Parking. About Impel it's shows. a free show. Yeah, it's and it's always good. It's always a. Uh, I'm very proud to say very good quality. So. That's
2: the thing is, like, I wouldn't have even brought up that you were on an improv team if yeah. I thought you were garbage, because there are
1: <laughs> there are so oh, many improv
2: teams in LA. Like, but that's
1: some. Of that's such a compliment. If you, you're not garbage. You're not garbage.
2: <laughs> if you live in Los Angeles, you get dragged to your friends improv shows all the time it's part of living out here improv spoken word and you're gonna go to (laughs) terrible ones that's just part of it you're gonna go to some really bad improv shows but i went to some kind of monsters comedy night yeah last month and laughed my head off and thought it was wonderful so we gotta we gotta check them going. so check them
0: out yeah you're from st louis right i am Wonderful. She's a
2: Midwesterner. She likes the cardinals. All three <laughs>
1: yeah, go go cards. cards. All
2: three ladies on this couch right now are cards about Yes. <laughs> Love oh me my God. My sister
1: would go crazy for you right now. <laughs> Yadi the hottie. Yadi's insane. Yadi is hottie. a dream.
2: Yadi is a hottie, and he's just—he's
0: adorable. Yeah, Joe, he is. Joe always like can't fathom how I can call a man with a neck tattoo adorable, but he's fucking adorable. He I is. love Yadi. He's the best. So yeah, much. I like
2: him a lot, and he's just phenomenal.
0: Yeah, baseball and life and yeah. life in general. Um, bu- 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 okay, check out our Patreon page to find out ways to donate to the show and get some goodies. Donate. On Wednesday, we are going to be raffling off a mug and a painting to some lucky patrons. So if you're waiting to donate to the show, now is the time. Do it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weirdcast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Join us next week when we are going to chat about dolls. Possessed Ooh. dolls. Doll Island. Why are dolls so creepy? Movies about so killer creepy. dolls. Dolls, dolls, they are dolls, so dolls, dolls, dolls. Cabbage Patch um, dolls once owned by Heather O'Rourke. Yeah, <laughs> we <laughs> have gosh. a really funny guest coming on, so it's going to be a barrel of laughs. So a hoot and a half. Join us for for dolls. Uh, Christine, what's our sign off this week? Um. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> not the gumdrop buttons! <laughs> <laughs> that would be good for our dolls episode. I know. Uh, well, officially, it was a gingerbread. Oh it, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's true
0: Oh, um, I mean, I know movies <laughs> Shrek! <laughs> I know stuff
2: You even said earlier movies. Like, Go watch I know Shrek, everyone Um, should we all say it together? As well, sign I think oh. we
0: should say Not the gumdrop buttons But we should say it Of the voice of Tim Gina. Tangina Wait, how do you do her voice? Well, uh this, what? House what? this house is clean So you should say nah, <laughs> Not gumdrop. the gumdrop buttons okay. Nope, that's not right
2: Yeah, we're changing it. No,
0: (laughs) we're changing it. Uh, We'll just say yes. No, 100%. (laughs) Not the the gumdrop buttons. buttons.
2: (laughs) And keep it weird. We sound like
1: witches. We sound like witches. Ooh, hocus pocus. Let's just do the three. Hocus pocus. I'm weird, y'all.
0: What's happening? (laughs) Not the gumdrop away. Why did you guys talk about Shrek during this episode? (laughs) I actually probably could have found something on Shrek because of the amount of crazy people on the internet and what they deem to be satanic movies. I have a list for you guys. They think think Shrek is a
1: satanic movie? Oh, just you wait. (laughs) (laughs) You're horrible. I am a horrible person.